once again we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Well, the one speaking, our program here called The Mariner's Call. This old mariner saying, Thank the Lord I was for the opportunity away. to be with you. And we do say ahoy On to you. I trust this day, this evening, when morning, whenever you're listening, I hope it's a good time. We're going to do something a little bit different on the program. Usually trying to bring something that has some kind of nautical content. It's because of who I am. I spent most of all of my lost life out of the Gulf of Mexico. So when I read the Bible, I'm trying to find the sea, and I find it everywhere. But uh, this particular time, I want to talk about a Bible doctrine. You remember when the writer addressed young Timothy, he said, Timothy, he said, listen, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All right, so we know that we have God's inspired book. Not only does he inspire did he inspire his book that he preserved it for us, did he not? Right. All scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction in righteousness. We're going, now usually that's what we're doing, reproof, some instruction in righteousness, just something practical for you. But it says it's given for doctrine. So I want to talk about the chief among the doctrines of grace at this time. I want to talk about the doctrine of redemption. How in the world are you? <laughs> That's a statement, I guess, uh, I could say because our program just being shot from one end of the world to the other. Thank you for just being there. Uh, we live here in the port of Bon Secours. This is in the southernmost part of the state of Alabama here in the U.S. We live right on the Gulf Coast. In fact, uh, this is the mission arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church here, Fishers of Men Ministries International. In fact, if you've got access to a computer, you can check us out. Just if you can find us on the World Wide Web at just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G, phone.org. That'll bring you here. If we ever can help you in any way, please feel free to correspond uh, with us. Send us something electronically. If you'd like to write to us, we think about the slow way. Our announcer at the end of our program will give you an address whereby you can write directly to us. I love mail. I'll be honest with you. You know, I to confess that I'm a human being at times. You say, well, what would you be? Uh, if you were not a human being, I would not be here. I, I love the mail. I love it when they come and bring the mail to the desk. And I've heard from this person and this one. In fact, I have a lot of your pictures right behind the microphone here. In fact, I'm looking at some of the people that listen to our program on a regular basis. I will trade photos with you if you would like. I'd like to see what you look like. We think about redemption, the chief among the doctrines of grace, that it would permeate all the others. I guess we could summarize the Bible from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. We could summarize the Bible and say the Bible takes us from ruin to redemption. We have redemption. As we find in the Old Testament, we think about the word redeem. It could refer to a number of things, not just to an individual. It could refer to a piece of land. It could refer to a house. It could refer to an animal. You said, what are you talking about, Brother Mon? Suppose, my friend, something happened to you and you were plunged into, into poverty. Something happened to you financially. And you had to sell maybe your land to be able to get yourself into a situation where you could climb out of the hole of poverty you fell in. Suppose after a year or so, you got out and you had the funds could you go back and get this land back? Of course, you could redeem. There was ways that you could redeem the land. So we think about redemption. It has to do with release from captivity, uh, release by a price, to be set free, to rescue, to deliver, to buy, or to purchase. 
The meaning of redemption as we see it in the Old Testament is that it was that that mankind had to have. We're talking about Genesis chapter 3. Remember the disobedience of Adam and Eve there? God came to help these because of their inability to help themselves. What are you saying? I'm saying apart from redemption, mankind is hopelessly lost. And yet people today, they still try to save themselves. They try to do something to be saved. They try to do something to please God. Could Adam and Eve have done anything in the garden to help their situation? The answer is no. They did sow fig leaves together. But my friend, if God had not come to the scene, they would have died. And there would not have been the world that we have today. It was first promised. This redemption was first promised there in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. It has to do with the seed of the woman. And we think about the seed of Satan, a promise that one day there was going to come a redeemer. It was first provided as far as the nation is concerned, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 6. God spoke to Moses And Moses would speak to this nation that was in bondage there in Egypt. And he said, I'm going to come for you. And I'm going to redeem you out of the hand of the enemy. I'm going to redeem you from the Egyptians. And I'm going to bring you into a land. This was performed for a nation. But once again, blood was required. Redemption through the blood. In the New Testament, it's provided for us for We think about individuals, not a nation. Our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, it says he gave himself a ransom for all. The same is mentioned there in 1 Timothy chapter 2 in verse 6. In the New Testament, it's all about the redemptive work of Christ. We're sinners, my friend, we're sold unto sin. We're auctioned off on the slave market of sin. All of us auctioned off very cheaply, by the way, but We think about our Savior came to the scene. His death on the cross provided a way whereby we could be bought back. Amen. Brought back to harmony and peace with God. So we have not only just the meaning of redemption, we'd have to go to the person of redemption, a redeemer. And we know who that is, do we not? Who was the redeemer? The death of Christ and his shed blood gives full redemption. To be able to be a redeemer... You had to be willing, you had to be willing to redeem, and you had to have power to redeem. Was Jesus willing to redeem us? Oh yes. Now God sent his son. You know, we think about his son here on this earth. Did he willingly give his life? The answer is yes. What's the book of Hebrews? Let's see, chapter 12, verse 1. You're going down to read verse 2. Verse 2, it says, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Thank God he was willing to die. Remember the song that say, it says, Suppose God searched through heaven and could not find one willing to be the supreme sacrifice. I'm glad that's not true. Jesus willingly gave himself. He must have power to redeem. Did Jesus have power to do so? The answer there, once again, is yes. In the book of John, John chapter 10, he had power to lay it down. He had power to take it up again as far as his life is concerned because of who he was. When we look at Jesus as far as just this earth is concerned, all we see is a human. We think about the humanity of Christ. But who was this Christ? All we get into the scriptures and we find out doctrinally, my friend, Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. Oh, easily seen there in the book of 1 Timothy. 
All right, John chapter 1, the Word was with God. My friend, and the Word was God. John 1, then in verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The supreme sacrifice, my friend, was the book of Acts, Acts chapter 20, verse 27 and 28. God said this, that he purchased the church with his own blood. So we can say of this blood, this power, power, wonder-working power, this Redeemer, the person of redemption, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What was the price? Always the price for redemption. Always the price was the blood, was it not? We think about in the Old Testament, all continually there were blood sacrifices. We think about the animals that had to die there. The blood of bulls and goats and rams. We think about hundreds of lambs and sheep, my friend. Their blood was shed. What was this? This was a picture of the true blood, my friend, that would be shed. You know, we have the first reference to blood there and the shedding of blood in Genesis chapter 3. Now, really, the reference is Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21, where the Lord took coats of skin and clothed Adam and Eve. To be able to do so, blood had to be shed. Uh, the blood of perhaps in typology, we would have to go to the lamb. Uh, we think about uh, some some little lamb, or lambs plural. All right, the blood had to be shed to provide a covering for Adam and Eve sin. But there's something about the blood, my friend. Genesis chapter four. It is so powerful. The life of the flesh is in the blood. But in Genesis chapter four, we have, of course, the two sons, Cain and Abel, and you know what took place there. Abel's blood, my friend, dripped into the ground upon the slaughter him by his uh, brother Cain. And as his, as his blood ebbed out of his body and dripped to the ground, God said, the voice of thy brother's blood calleth unto thee from the ground. What is that? There's something about blood. There's something about the life that's in there. And uh, so important in Leviticus chapter 17, you are not supposed to eat that, by the way. The same is in the New Testament. We're not supposed to eat that. But pictured in the Old Testament by all the animal sacrifices, it gave remission. But in Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, there verse 1 through 4, my friend, this remission always left remembrance. Remission is not redemption. In the Old Testament, those animal sacrifices, my friend, they could never take away sin. And every priest daily, the, the same sacrifices, which could never take away sin. All but this man, we think about the work of Jesus Christ, performed for us in the New Testament. I like what the old fisherman says. He said, we were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but he said with the precious blood. Colossians chapter 1, redeemed by the blood. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, purchased by the blood. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9, redeemed us to God by thy blood. The difference in all the religions of the world and false denominations is that the blood of devotees flood to their gods. All but for us. True Bible-believing Christianity, the blood flows from God to the sinner. Isn't that a blessing? The completion of redemption, Jesus said, it's finished. Present now salvation of soul. I can say, now are we the sons of God. As far as the future is concerned, Romans chapter 8, verse 23, waiting for redemption, 
the adoption to wit, the redemption of the body. The blessing of redemption, I have forgiveness, my sins are gone. I have a personal walk with the Lord. He walks with me and talks with me. I have security. I'm kept safe by the power of God, not my power. My friend, I've been given power to resist Satan and sin because it's God in me. And then I have a daily cleansing. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. Be sure, my friend, you trust the work of Christ on Calvary, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. My sins are forgiven. My soul is saved because of what Jesus has done. Trust that, and God will give you assurance. Until next week, Fisher Munn, saying goodbye.